fantasy. All right, to episode 11 of Fantasy for Manly Men podcast, and I have two of the manliest men around here with me today, Mr. Peter Higgins and uh, the Ryan Howard Esquire, uh, apparently. <clears throat> hello. Good evening. Hello. 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 Yes, we are, uh, we're the, we are actually the two founders of the man club and possibly the only two yeah. members. Uh, <clears throat> membership got kind of confusing over the years. I think there were some honorary members here and there, but definitely Howard and I were Manly Man Club members, and uh, now we're in the Manly Men of the Man's Field. It's a lot of men in there. That's true, but with the amount of pussy boys that we continue to associate ourselves with, we are rightfully the only two members of the Man Club. So that's true. Well that's said. Good. Thank you. Uh, Noted. Guys, when's the when's the Kickens Fantasy uh, League gonna start? I'm really kind of aching to get. Uh, Little follow that action. There's no fantasy in Kickins. It's just it's the real grit. It's the real deal. And uh, when we're going to do it is a good question. I don't know. It's the realest thing anyone's ever experienced, and it is no longer a live action sport because of the hatefulness and just absolute dread of the being that Sean Carr is. <laughs> That's a good point. The cloud that Sean casts over all that is enjoying, uh, kind of. Ruined That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got our Sean bashing in. Uh, well, we've started our Sean bashing. <laughs> we've kicked it off well. Yeah. Uh, Sean wouldn't like the kicking, but oh well. Any general impressions, fellas, from the games this week? Let's turn it back to fantasy talk. What would okay. you like? Howard, your Vikings are somehow leading the NFC North. <clears throat> Can you take a load about that for a minute? Uh, no need to gloat. Um, certainly not anything we need to do. Uh, we'll leave that to Packer fans. I, um, <laughs> you know, the Vikings are led by a stout defense. And uh, as the old adage goes, defense wins championships. And so we'll look forward to that during our home game in February. Um, oh, that's nice. I forgot the Super Bowl's up there. You've been to a you've been to a game, right? Which game were you at? The Monday night game. Oh, I was at the first one against the Saints. Yeah, uh, Sam Bradford's uh, first and last game of the season. <laughs> so yeah, how about uh, can you enlighten us on the quarterback situation there? What's going on with Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> Is Sam Bradford just done for the year? Uh, and do they like Keenum enough to just roll with him, even if Bridgewater's healthy? Keenum is doing his job uh, av in an average way. Uh, he's doing enough to not lose games, so I believe he will continue being the guy for the short term. Uh, Sam Bradford has inflammation in his knee uh, from non-contact on that ailing knee that he's always had. So I assume always. he will remain out, and Teddy Bridgewater will be activated uh, prior to the uh, the next game. Uh, a week from Sunday. I don't think he will see any starting action until Case Keenum shits the bed. 
which he might not do because he's looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I, had, I had him last week, and I, that really helped me out, actually. He was a great pickup for bi-week uh, fill-in. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's doing, he'll, he'll, he'll do. Yeah, he's not a, a fantasy superstar by any means, but he's been uh, very, very solid. And he came in in relief of the actual last game that Bradford played was the first half of that Bears game on Monday night and uh, kind of won the game for, for the Vikings. Yeah, in the second half there, it, yeah, I think the defense would have won that game for the Bears if if Bradford had stayed in. But Bradford was just clearly. I think there was one sack where he just got one of the Bears defensive linemen. I forget who it was. Maybe Hicks pushed a Vikings offensive lineman kind of into Bradford, and Bradford just crumpled. And I was like, oh, I don't wow. even know if they touched bodies. I think Bradford sensed that a body was going to touch his, and therefore he fell <laughs> that that. Is a joke, but it also might be totally true because I, I, I think that might have been what happened because I yeah. remember that play. I was like, "Oh my god, how did he fall down there?" Yeah, it was. Uh, um, he did not look good. You know, speaking of a Bears defense, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I am new to this podcast thing, and therefore I'm going to take us on some side tangents. Um, we, uh, I, I did listen to last week's podcast and. I'm sure it is similar to ones pre- prior to last week's broadcast. And uh, I did notice the amount of love the Bears defense continued to get via Mr. Higgins. And I just – you know that they're 14th in scoring defense, right? You know that they're not that great of a defense. They're just better than what the garbage sack has been in uh, in recent years. You know that. Uh, I'm aware that stats don't mean anything. You can twist them to- – to however you want to twist them and that the the offense has cost the Bears defense a lot of points with uh you know pick sixes and then the special teams the two special teams touchdowns and then under 20 yard fields how, how many under 20 yard fields Mike Lennon gave opposing offenses so look at uh look at the yards per play and tell me tell me where the Bears are you know, I would, but I just I'm not that interested. I just wanted to point that out that they are ranked 14th in the NFL. Yeah, why don't you guys, above average. you guys just fight it out in week 13 when the defense with the most turnovers gets the weekly payout? And are both you guys rostering those defenses? By the way, the Bears. Well, you have the Bears. Who? How are no, you? No, I don't have the Bears. I don't think that, I think I don't think anyone has the Bears. I. Yeah, I've got the Vikings defense. Pete, you've got every other Bear player, so... They're on a bottom. I do. So yeah, I, that's a I, whole other thing, but I won't get into that. Yeah, that's Pete's own mistake. But let's talk about the games that happened last week. Uh, again, this league is very close. Um, it's exciting to watch because there is just one game between first and... Well, two games between first and second, but there's only one person in first, and that would be Sean Carr... How do you feel about yeah. that? Bummer. Howard couldn't get it, the job done last week. Couldn't get it done. Disappointment. Nope. Jarek McKinnon did it to me. Um, and that's really all I have to say. It, it, it sucks losing to uh, anyone, but especially Sean Carr. I think my team was still, uh, you know, still celebrating from the uh, win in week seven over Pete. Um, that was a big one. Uh, you know, 
I can't say enough about Deshaun Watson. He has uh, emerged as wow. a fantasy superstar, and I love it. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick there. But Howard, you did kind of gloss over something that I want to bring up. Um, you spent nearly oh. what seventy dollars for your fab to pick up Lat Murray, and uh, I believe Sean got Jarek McKinnon off the waiver off uh, free agency even for nothing. And he literally did beat you with him last week. How does that feel to get beaten by your own Viking? Um, well, you know, I the thought process behind Latavius Murray was that, uh, you know, he is a solid back capable of picking up a lot of touchdowns, which is something that we've struggled to do in the red zone. So I figured a big back would get a lot of looks. He has one out of the three games. Um, I expect him to continue to get more, but, uh, and you know, McKinnon struggled mightily last year. So I did not expect McKinnon to get so involved, but uh, there he is, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I Fuck him and fuck Sean Carr. Yeah. I, no, I didn't want really McKinnon either. Uh, I think I had a piece of him last year and it just is, was gross. So I don't blame you. I just I, I was curious about that. Yeah, no, I think that logic was was sound. I think uh, you took a big risk in the amount of money that you spent on the guy. But, I mean, they, they did sign him to a big contract this offseason, and going, you know, immediately after Dalvin Cook got hurt, you would, you would have thought that Murray would kind of step into the lead back role and McKinnon would continue to do the sort of pass-catching kind of special, special back, um, third down back kind of thing. Right. But yeah, it hasn't really worked out that way. I mean, it was it was good thinking for sure. But yeah, I mean, McKinnon has been solid. I'm looking at Murray's touches though. He's had double digit touches since Chicago: 12, 15, 18, 19. They've been going up, and he just hasn't done much with them except for uh, two weeks ago against Baltimore. Yeah. Well, the problem is is. Case Keenum, Sean, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, or Sam Bradford, whoever you put in is going to be a uh, dump down type of quarterback. And McKinnon is getting every single dump down look. Um, so, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, he gets, he catches the passes. Uh, I think Murray has out carried him. Yeah, out carried him for the last three weeks in a row. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, those that kind of quarterback, whatever, whoever, whichever you're, you're right, whichever quarterback they throw in is going to look to dump down, uh, not dump down to the tight end as much, which has been disappointing. Uh, right. That's yeah, Kyle, Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph stock out there. But, uh, well, we've probably talked enough about the Vikings for now. So let's move on. Um, any, any closing thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah. It sucks to see Sean go into first place. Uh, yeah, it's rough. Howard, were you winning this going into Monday night before Kansas City's defense dropped 28? No, I was down 12, but I had Alex Smith, and he had um, the I defense. And uh, Alex Smith did not perform up to Alec, what we have become accustomed to Alex Smith doing. Which is insane. So, uh, it, uh, you know, this didn't go in my favor. Yeah, lowest points for Alex Smith all year. But against that Denver defense, it's a tough one. Well, speaking of Chiefs who underperform, Pete, you had Kareem Hunt on your team, and uh, he also did not get quite up to his expectation. 
for the first time dipping under double digits. Uh, how yeah. did that impact your your game with uh, horizontal pass plays? Negatively, I lost. So that wasn't great. Um, yeah, uh, a touchdown out of him would have won me the game. So kind of a bummer, but I think he's just too talented to, you know, not start. Oh yeah, there's performing some, putting up some better numbers. Well. Uh, if 8.3 is his floor, uh, I don't think you really have anything to worry about. Yeah. Um, I saw at one point, I think maybe it was just a glitch on Yahoo, but it said that he had 96 rushing yards. And I was like, oh, nice. Where did that come from? And then it went away. I don't know if it was a, a holding penalty or something, then it got called back, but it was probably just a glitch. But, uh, God, that would have that would have really helped me. Um, it was a close game. Uh I didn't get much out of my wide receivers, which I, I thought I would. Uh, but what are you going to do? Nauman's got a pretty solid team. My, my, my Miami defense didn't help me out. Had I bid a little bit more on Philly, I would have gotten them and won, won the game, but I didn't. So I'm uh, still leading in points, and now I think I'm in second. Yeah, I'm in second. So still got, I've still got control. Uh, and you know it's there's it's a lot of parity this this year so it's kind of exciting yeah uh, nama didn't have like crazy numbers anywhere on the other side of his ball but melvin gordon definitely he had that 87 run. yard touchdown run which certainly helped yeah i had something similar in my game but uh yeah otherwise Le'Veon bell i mean a modest for Le'Veon put up and breeze and Wentz really did, did, just skated by just enough josh yeah this, this kicker harrison harrison butker it's a pretty awesome name um brought me really close on monday night got 21 uh i still think that we should abolish kickers and reward uh terribleness but i'm not going to complain about 21 points from my kicker although sean or nauman got 16 from his which is pretty good too yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year for kickers. I feel like they every year is crazy year for kickers. Kickers <laughs> are completely arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd support you getting rid of the kickers. Yeah, totally. Or just limit their impact, or just reward for miss miss field goals. I think it'd be more fun to root for miss field goals. We could uh, we could also put in coaches. You could swap that if you wanted to keep a position. I've heard people doing that. What the hell is that? You draft a coach to be on your fantasy team. They get wins and, you know, that kind of and, stuff. And what else? <laughs> you, well, you get a, like, po- points. points in, well, how many points you beat them by, I'm sure. Uh, there's probably other factors. I don't know. Whether it's away or home, I don't know. I, that's confusing. No. I, I, I think uh, I would be open to a suggestion of, uh, what is it, IDP. A, a single defensive player, individual oh, defensive player. I do not like that. Um, well, I'd be more open to that than drafting a coach. <laughs> Can we get that's, unless unless we get points? Like if we get the first coach fired, then you get points for that. I think. <laughs> you just like to see the the parts of the, the league that fail, don't you? Pete? I just want to see the world burn. Yeah, that's right. Why stop there? We could just uh, see which player you could draft a player to who gets to fail a drug test first. That's true. Well, 
I think so if many we just went with the, any any Cincinnati Bengal would be taken off the board there. I don't know. Those Pittsburgh crews pretty pretty rough too. The AFC North really. Uh, yeah. Bengals, the Browns, and the, the Steelers. I think they would dominate the drug game. Unless the Bears still had Sam Hurd, then you would just win the league for having Sam Hurd. Can we include sex boats? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was the name of that? Uh, was it called the sex boat? The sex boat. Hell was that yeah. Dante Culpepper? Was he still on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't him. That was after him, I think. That was Mike Tice era. <laughs> oh, Mike Tice. <laughs> the Randy ratio? He was yeah. the one who instigated the Randy ratio. Yeah. That was fun. I liked the Randy ratio. I loved Randy Moss. Yep. He's Randy pretty good on uh, Yeah, I like pretty, him on the show. Yeah, I do too. Um, all right, well, we can move on from uh, my game here. Oh, man, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, that Jordan, I don't know if you guys watched the Bears game super close. We can talk about that in a bit if you want. But Jordan Howard dropped a almost sure, another almost surefire touchdown like he did in week one that would have won me the goddamn game. And I wasn't upset at it at first because the Bears ended up scoring on the drive anyway, but now fantasy-wise, I realize that that could have uh, could have won me this week. So, fucking Jordan Howard. I'm not uh, that about that Miami defense didn't do anything for you either. No. No. That was a, a fill-in, and it was a missed sight. Those fucking Thursday games are so difficult, though. Yeah. Well... Speaking of a Thursday game, I mean, I had, uh, well, he sat on my bench, but um, Alex Collins, man, really emerged and I've been holding on to him for a while. I'm pretty excited about that. I had that huge game against Miami. Fuck Buck Allen. And uh, I don't think, who they got coming off IR? Danny Woodhead? Is Danny Woodhead coming off IR? Yeah, he, I think he returned to practice. Don't you? Somebody's got him stashed. I think I have him stashed. Interesting. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. So that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, Alex Collins has been pretty good. I was looking at stats um, yesterday, and you know he leads the league of qualified running backs in yards per carry. Yeah, with like over fifty carries or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's why I've been holding on to him. He hasn't gotten any touchdowns yet, but uh, maybe coming off my bench this week. I'm excited. Yeah. He's uh, kind of talented. Who knows? What is it, yeah. Baltimore? Baltimore. We'll see what the Baltimore team. But the rest of my team's got me getting excited, too. I beat Brett by a, a whopping 36 points today, and I th- or this week, and that felt good. Miller on Miller violence. Uh, so one of them had to come out alive. LaShawn McCoy finally paying off dividends on my draft pick So and outscoring yeah. Antonio Brown this week. So the first really time. when it mattered, well, when I'm, when I'm facing against him, it does. It definitely does. So yeah. that, was, that was a good job by you uh, for this week. For this week. Well, it moves me up. I'm, I'm dead even, and I'm only a, point, a game away from first, just like you, Pete. So, Have you traded Stefan Diggs yet? No, I still got him. You got any interest? Ooh, I've got enough Vikings on my team. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still entertaining trade talks. I'm not worried about it. I'm actually looking – I'm glad he's going into the bye week. He got a game in beforehand. He didn't look terrible. They just didn't put a whole lot on him. 
And uh, now he's got a bye week to rest and come out of it even stronger. Happy with my wide receivers right now. Although Crabtree could be getting a few more touchdowns. I wouldn't complain about Crabtree. Yeah, you're squeezing the most you can out of that lemon. <laughs> he's, the be- he's the wide receiver one in Oakland. It's a good pick. He's got six touchdowns this year. He's been That's awesome. Yeah. And Brett on his side of the team, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, just – I mean, neither one of our – we had big uh, big games out of our quarterbacks. No. Although I did a big game out of my kicker, Matt Bryant was just awesome, uh, hitting all those field goals. So another high-scoring week for kickers. And I had a great pickup off the, the waiver wire for Philadelphia defense too. Yeah. I tried to get them. Damn it. Oh, well, I've got the Rams coming back. Yeah, good game. Good game for you. You handled them pretty well. Solid game for Brett, too. I mean, everyone was right around 10 or more. Again, he didn't have anyone crack 20. Um, what a weird team he has. Uh, I feel Brett would have beaten, like, I think, all but two other teams in the league this week. So it kind of sucks to score that many points. Sucks to suck, Brett. Yeah. Don't suck so hard, Brett. Yep. Four and four in ninth place. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, the the whole league is still totally up for grabs in week nine. It's wild. I like it. Yeah, let's talk about two other teams who, uh, well, one other team who got to four and four, Face Police, beating out McBroom, both of them really high-scoring games. Uh, but unfortunate for McBroom that didn't work out. He had Russell Wilson in that, that wild game. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Vaughn had Hopkins on the other side, so that totally negated everything that Russell Wilson did. Yeah, which is too bad. Um, yeah, Vaughn out of nowhere with a two hundred point game. I don't think it's going to happen, especially with the Zeke situation finally appearing to draw to an end. And it looks it looks like he'll be suspended for six games. So we'll see how Vaughn handles that. Um, I don't know if he has the talent to really hold up with Beckham and Johnson and now Zeke apparently going to be gone. Uh, He had a lot of, he had a lot of marginal players put in a good week. He did. Yeah. Jack Doyle dropping 24. Marvin Jones was 17. He won the the weekly uh, payout for the best wide receiver duo. So between Hopkins, I mean, pretty much anybody who had Hopkins was going to get it. But you know, this is a new thing to me too. There are weekly payouts for specific uh, position players doing specific things. Uh, it's it changes. Yeah. It rotates each week. It's a category. And where are these posted? On the message board, oh, and uh, it was also so. Uh, yeah, Howard, you haven't won anything yet. This week was two wide receiver set. Uh, this next week is going to be the smallest margin of victory. Mm, okay. So well, I better start looking at the message board then, huh? Uh, well, well, I mean, I guess it's not like you can really adjust your roster to get the smallest margin of victory. You don't it's know not- what I can do, Peter. <laughs> True. I should never underestimate you. Thank you. Uh, if, yeah, if you look at them, it's not really like you have much control over. Oh, uh, there we go. Now I see it. 
<laughs> now, now Howard's gone to the league. See, you give me 10 weeks, I'm going to get this league figured out. Yeah, we, we decided this year to switch it up so we didn't just have, uh, you know, the same four or five teams. Mm. Well, given a more random chance of every team winning a weekly payout since sure. it keeps it fun. Sure. And it's been pretty random. I think this is Vaughn's second win, but other than that, oh, no, uh, Blacka won twice as well. All right. All right, I dig. Yeah, it's a nice little wrinkle. Do one. I mean, it's interesting. Yep. And fun. Lots of fun. Uh, well, he won with, I guess, yeah, just Hopkins alone really would have won him that almost. Yeah, pretty much. He just needed to have somebody else put up a serviceable. Yeah. Definitely none of my guys. Oh, well. Oh, um, well, yeah. Big win for, uh, for Vaughn. Broom is in 10th, but. Let's see how he's doing in points. I think he should have quite a few points. Uh, 11.23. Yeah, he's doing pretty well in points. He's He would be leading the Iowa League in points and would be fourth overall in points. Oh, Sean has more points than me now. Fucking Sean. Fuck Sean. <laughs> well, we got one last game to talk about for this week. Uh, we had Travis versus Motherboy, and both of them going to 4-4. Four and four. Uh, there, so evening out the league. Uh, Travis, I thought at first when uh, Houston was having that huge game that Will Fuller might have been, whoever else he had with him might have been the top duo, but he only got 11 points out of his other guys. Not quite enough to make up the gap, but still enough to win him the week and climb up in the third place. Well, he didn't need much to beat Blecka this week. Uh, another measly performance, but a few goose eggs. Oh no, those are some sixes. But one well, goose egg. Guys, yeah, Zach Miller. Did you guys see that play? Yeah, and I, I heard the news that morning too after he was in surgery, and that was just like, ugh, put a pit in my stomach. That's crazy. That sucks. Yeah. How well, do you know? His leg. He's still in New Orleans, but I, I knew he dislocated his knee. I didn't hear the what the diag or the prognosis was. They thought he might lose his leg Monday morning because he he just tore an artery up, so they had but to he, take veins out of his other leg to replace the, the yeah. artery. But it's, he obviously didn't lose the leg. No. No. But they had to have like vascular surgeons come in. It's that artery that runs behind your knee. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. the only one in that extremity. So pretty crazy. But uh, even though he's a bear, we don't we don't hope that for anybody. No, not even Aaron Rodgers. And did you well, did you see the play that that happened on? Yeah, the touchdown. It, well, yeah, that was, was not called a touchdown. Yeah, it was. Well, I referred to it as what I called it. So I know. It, well, it was a touchdown. Um, I think that that could finally be what gets like the NFL to change this insane catch rule that no one understands. No one. Yeah. Guys are um, literally putting their line, body on the line for it. Didn't, didn't Blackest team at one point used to be good? Yeah. And he's dropped a lot of points too um, on different weeks, but he's just, he's had a really roller coaster year. He dropped 156 the week before, 149. He had one, and then he dropped, he had 69, and then he had two weeks of over 150, and then he had yeah. 93. Uh, uh, Rosters right now looks, looks pretty rough. Yeah, even though you got Crowell on the bench with 18 points, you weren't starting him at any other point, you know, up until now. So there's no way you're going to roll the dice with that unless 
I mean, his bye week's pretty bad. I guess he could have had him in somewhere. And Andrew Luck. Yeah, maybe for Jalen Richard. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think Andrew Luck is going to play this year. No. So, and then he's got all my Packers on his bench too. Yeah, he had he has Gurley and Fitz is incredibly having just another awesome year. Um, we should do well against San Francisco next week, but yeah, uh, just a really a roller coaster season for for most people in the league this year. It's been wild, and it all just kind of evens out. The average is you know that four and four. Yep, a lot of parity. Well, uh, let's yeah. That was a great recap, uh, Howard. Your insight is just incredible, and you bring, really bring a spark to this this podcast that we. <sighs> Yeah. Thanks, an guys. An energy. I, uh, oh, high energy. You know, that's what it's all about. Just a little energy, you know. That's right. Well, do we want to get into the controversy, or should we recap uh, maneuvers first, or what do we want to do here? Oh, let's let's talk about the controversy. Uh, yeah, let me let me make a quick suggestion here. Let's do the controversy because I'm uh, timing wise not going to be able to stick around the whole thing, and so. Uh, you guys can handle the uh, the upcoming weeks, but let's let's discuss this controversy real quick. Let's. Um, all right. Should I just lay out what happened or what's, what the thing is? Well, uh, I think, yeah, you can lay out what the thing is. I think everybody else knows what happened. We can say where we're at now. I think it'd be better than... Okay. Well, just a brief recap was uh, I picked up Jared Goff last week who was on a bye and uh, had four quarterbacks um, with Mariota, who's on a bye, Brady and Trubisky, who were playing, and then Brady and Trubisky are on a bye this week. So last week I picked up Goff with the intent of playing him this week. And I never thought – Howard's moving around quite a bit. <laughs> now we've got – he's just giving us a tour of Casa de Howard. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so now I had four quarterbacks, and uh, everyone was confused about the usage of the term active quarterback, apparently, um, which I've we've never had an issue with that before. So I honestly didn't understand what you guys were upset about. Yeah, and I think also, I think you're right. We I think it's probably happened before, and it's, it's 100% happened before. You know, and it's just gone unnoticed, and I don't know. Things, things were just... Uh, I don't know. I, I agree. Like now that I've looked more into it, it's, it feels like this, the way it stands, the way you interpret it, it's just fine. I think it just got blown out because there was some preceding events that I felt like, uh, I don't know, need to be. Well, I did promise I would try and stir up some controversy and I, I yeah, I know. And I, I am actually, go ahead. I, uh, I think that there's, there's a lot of, controversy that consistently comes up about different rules and all that. And it's because there are so many rules. You can't even keep track of them all. Uh, all the, the long detailed emails, the different, whatever I can't keep track. I didn't even know there was a message board. So I think, uh, I think we just let shit fly. Who cares if he has seven quarterbacks on his team, you know, he can do whatever the hell he wants and so can anyone else. Uh, a lot of time spent on, uh, I don't know, different interpretations of different rules. They fuck the rules, do what you want. Hey, McBroom. <laughs> Howard's been wanting to say hi, McBroom, for a while now. So 
he got it in there. Um, yeah, I I think that we as a league, and I've brought this up before, have a tendency to look into the nitty gritty of the rules a little too much, and it's it's more just the spirit of the way the rule is intended to be. Um, as far as the three quarterback rule, I've I think that that's something that we should do away with. Uh, the, the whole purpose was for bye weeks so that people couldn't hoard quarterbacks during bye weeks. I think a solution would be to drop that rule and just uh, eliminate a bench position so that if somebody does want to hold four quarterbacks, then fine, they can, but they're giving up a valuable bench spot that they could use on somebody else. It would uh, that would make people use their fab budget a little bit more too. It'd be interesting. People would be spending out of that to pick up guys and drop them week by week. Yeah, a larger uh, free agent pool. Yeah, I think I'm all for simplifying and removing rules because it's almost like if it's allowed within the parameters of Yahoo, then that's what our rules should kind of bend to. Because you know, if you can pick up seven quarterbacks and you want to hold them all. Um, I don't know. There's also the debate, though. What if somebody just picks up and drops every free agent just for just so they go to waivers and can't be picked up before uh, the weekend? Where, how would you feel about that? I feel that person's a fucking dick and needs to be kicked in the dick for it. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All the dick kicking in the world. Guy sounds like a loser. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Pete, as uh, we could do away with this this QB rule right right here in a historical move on the podcast with the two commissioners. What do you mean? Uh, that, uh, I I feel like whatever you're about to suggest is going to be very frowned upon by everyone. Well, I was saying we could uh, do exactly not have a, a three do the abolish the three active quarterback rule entirely. Because it makes it a position for somebody to have to enforce and then monitor whether people have that many quarterbacks or not. And I, I don't know. In the past, I mean, I'm not going to monitor it, and I haven't in the past. I've only monitored it when someone's brought it to my attention or when I've needed a quarterback and I notice that someone has four starting quarterbacks that are playing that week on their team, and then I've brought it up. Um, I don't know. I think just overall, we just need to relax on like the rules and just realize like the intent of the rule. And uh, I, I think getting rid of that rule right now wouldn't do much because this week and the last week were the major bye weeks. And that's kind of when that rule is going to come into effect or when that, that rule is the purpose of that rule is created for during these bye weeks. And so it's really not going to be that much of a factor from here on out. And I think it's just something that we can vote on in the off season. Agreed. Works. works. Um, all right. Cool. And Ben, I I do want to bring up again um, just the my proposal to move and add a super flex and go to a one QB uh, league next year. But that's just me plugging that one more time. Howard, you got any thoughts on that? Um, do you all my thoughts? Mm, gashed go ahead please gash me uh fucking no super flex jesus christ <laughs> we're com- we're trying to just come up with the most just any possible way to make this league more confusing and more complicated just leave it as it fucking is no coaches leave the no kickers coach. no super flexes <laughs> just leave it and let's let's well, see if we can go through let's go through one season 
where everyone just kind of knows what's going on <laughs> and just enjoys it. Like it's the most impossible thing for this group to do. So just <laughs> quit fucking touching everything. Mm. I I agree. And a super flex is just going to be two quarterbacks anyway. I mean, it, right. It'll, it'll, it'll why, why would I pick up, why would I pick up an extra wide out when I could have a guaranteed 15 points out of a second quarterback? Cause it's the bye week hell and there are no other quarterbacks out there. And so it's only, but we, that's changing the entire system for two weeks that are shitty on buys. Hey, you could have had Robbie Anderson yeah. this week, Pete, instead of Trubisky in, and you could have won your week. Why would but I bench? But no, there's no reason to get into what ifs. I mean, there's what ifs for every situation. The the fact of the matter is we just need to say no. (laughs) All right. So Howard wants a vanilla ice cream season, and I think Pete's taken two scoops of that. Thank you. I I, I differ, uh, but that's that's all right. Uh, We all have each his own. Um, Well, that's – I'm going to have to jump off here, gentlemen. Wait, Howard. Yep. What? We have to discuss – your Corbin Stevens and Sander interview. Oh yeah, mm. when's when's this gonna happen? Can we do that? Is that is that a realistic thing? Can this happen? We've got you uh, here now. You're the, you're a white whale on the podcast, and I needed to ask you this question. Uh, yeah, I, that that at some point is feasible. Uh, figuring That's out stupid. when and where is is another thing, but I would consider it feasible. Yes. Take five minutes around the office. Ask ask people questions. You could do your Corbin Stevenson Sander voice, bring him back from the dead, from sting, from you know, pull the stingray stinger out of his chest and it's let him soon. live, man. Well, <laughs> people at the office are supposed to look at me as their uh, as their as their boss, and so if I go around doing Corbin Stevenson Sander, I might have a uh, you know a credibility <laughs> issue there, but. Maybe you'll um, be the cool boss well, for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, didn't you say that you were going to go to a home game in February? Uh, is that regardless of who's playing? Maybe you could do it there. No, if I if the Vikes are not in the Super Bowl, even if the Vikes are in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to the Super Bowl. Wow. That'll be a pricey ticket <laughs> if the Vikes are there. My God. Um, but, yes, I I know that I owe the league something. Uh, Interview pants. Interview pants for, for five minutes. I could do that too. I'll figure out something and I'll get it to you by the end of the, uh, by the end of the season. That's a verbal contract binding binding. contract on podcasts are. Well, thank you, Ryan, for uh, joining us and uh, sharing with us. Gentlemen, it was an absolute pleasure. I appreciate the effort you put into the league. It's fun league. Uh, Let's not overcomplicate things. Let's remember this is America. We should be able to run our teams as we please. It was a pleasure hanging out with you guys uh, again. McBroom, hello. I hope you're listening. And yes. uh, I hope to see all you guys soon. All right. Goodbye, Howard. Right. See you guys. Love you, Howard. That was fun. All right. Oh, good Good on you for uh, grilling him with that, that question, although he screamed out of it bit by bit anyway. I no. forgot about that. No. Hope. He's given us a verbal contract. He's got to do it. It's he not is, hard. It's not hard to do that. It's the easiest thing. I think he just tries to like wiggle around more and make it seem like it's such a pain in the ass so we so lower simple. our expectations. Yeah. Just give us a five-minute video. Film it on your iPod, iPad, iPhone, whatever, and boom, you're done. Uh, what if he's got an Android device? Could he do there? No, those are garbage. Ah, okay. 
Or maybe well, ask Nauman or Vaughn for some help with that. <laughs> oh, no, Vaughn's got an iPhone now. Uh, Vaughn's got an iPhone now. Nauman's still rocking the green text messages. Yeah, and the, the group uh, text messages that just reactions. I love yeah. it. Speaking of, Pete, uh, can, we, can I get your reactions to any of these uh, fantasy acquisitions this week? Yeah, let me just one quick on the controversy, Ben. No. I, I read most of your email. It was kind of a long one. So I skimmed it, but uh, it was. I, I hope you weren't personally offended. I was a, I threatened to quit the league. I don't know, three or four times a year and I'm still here and you've definitely done a lot of work and I wasn't going to just remove your commissioner status. Like I well, don't take that personally. Like I was, that was people, everyone was calling me a cheater. So I said, fuck you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I, I do that at least twice a year at least so this is the first time and it's gonna happen again no okay uh well yes i, I do understand that i do uh, overreact from time to time and so well i, I think mean, a lot of people in the league do and it makes it fun it, it don't, does don't take it personal is what i'm saying like it's definitely yeah. not personal yeah i wish we could have more banter around uh the football games and our players and i, I feel like that sometimes is missing a little bit and so maybe we stir up drama otherwise that just so we can interact a little bit yeah, I agree. I definitely yeah. agree with that. So, uh, yeah, um, again, I think, uh, well, I think we can move, I, we move past this. If I offended you, I'm sorry. I didn't and know. And, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm apologizing. Sorry, too, for, well, I, you have some very good points in the way that you interpret that. And I don't know. I was just raising some concern, but uh, a false alarm. So, anyway, let's All move right. on. Let's talk some uh, free agent acquisitions. So uh, trying to get back into, and Howard, if you ever want to look at this, you can just go to the league and then go to transactions and click all the way on the right tab for fab bids since probably not aware of how to get in there. Has Howard used any fab yet? Uh, yeah, he did all on Latin Oh, Earth. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced, though, Brett is going to go the entire season without doing it, and I think that's <laughs> his prerogative, too. I think he's picking up guys off the – like free agency, so at least he's active. He's going to drop. He's going to drop two hundred dollars on a kicker in week fourteen, <laughs> <laughs> just to just to make you so happy. I would be thrilled with that. That would actually make me really happy. <laughs> so uh, some big money spent this weekend. People really busting out their wallets. Kenyon Drake going for forty one dollars. Uh, face police wow. outbidding horizontal pass plays, and also face police uh, backing that up with Juju Smith Schuster. The best name, so this to emerge this year, uh, with a forty-six dollar winning bid, outbidding uh, horizontal pass pays by a uh, factor of thirteen dollars, and child eating pale men by a factor of nineteen, and then me with a two dollar bid, just seeing in case nobody else was putting any players out. Somehow slipped past you, or slipped past everyone else. There's been some uh, week by week where people have just put in zero dollar bids, so it doesn't hurt to. Uh, then a couple of low bids, uh, Jacoby Brissett going for $5, outbidding me, but got somebody else out of the free agency. And then uh, looks like Nauman picked up Paul Richardson, who had a killer game, also outbidding my $2 bid. So <laughs> at least I'm making people spend their money with those. Yeah, well, I mean, they would be spending it regardless. But That's, that's true. Let's see. Uh... Bleka picked up Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a speculative ad, I would say. 
Um, yeah, he's probably not going to start for a couple weeks here. No, what do they have? Uh, oh, Arizona. Oh, you know what? I'll bet he starts. Oh, it looks like Yahoo says he's not going to start until after the bye week 12 against Seattle. I would bet he starts against the Giants. That Maybe. depending on what C.J. Bethard does uh, against Arizona. But I well, think he'll start against the Giants. Or maybe he doesn't start, but he gets pulled in. Possibly, yeah. It could be, yeah, versus the Giants, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, who else got picked up here? Travis Benjamin. Uh, he had a pretty big game. Big, Did long. He? Yeah, he had, a, like, a real long touchdown, like 60 or 70 yards, maybe even 80. Uh, so that was a good week for him. Oh, and just showing that speed. Yeah, six, dropped his kicker, uh, who had a huge game for him. Yeah, well, they're they're kickers. They don't deserve our respect. Yeah, he can figure out. And Benjamin's on by this week too. That's an interesting move. Hmm. I mean, this kicker, the kicker, the Philly kicker, Jake Elliott, has scored scored nine points in week two, and then has been above ten every week since then. If you can get that consistency out of your kicker, that's a, a good thing for a stupid position. Yeah, not have to worry about it. Yeah. Speaking of kickers, Sean picked up Ryan Suckup for a nice $3 flyer. Is he the one that bid on Will Lutz last week, too? Uh, McBroom got him for $5, I remember. Oh. But he may, Sean may have bid on him, too. He did. I... <laughs> it was a sneeze. Gesundheit. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think Sean did bid on Will Lutz last week. So Sean's been bidding on kickers like a psychopath. But that's what you get from a psycho. Psycho uh, robot. Well, I'd tell you, I, I did. I felt kind of crazy actually spending money on Eli Manning. But I don't know. I need a bye week fill. And, well, actually, I need an injured fill. So, and we'll see how Eli, he's got Sterling Shepard back. And then uh, as a preemptive pickup, I got Ter- Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> oh, you also have Case Keenum. Uh, no, I don't. I uh, don't. I believe I dropped Case Keenum. Oh. Oh yeah, you did for Manning. Yeah, because Case is on by, and well, then I can ride Manning for a couple weeks, and let's see if we can get Teddy Bridgewater back into the game. And then I see today, over the course of about eight hours. You picked up Robbie Anderson and then dropped him for Josh Gordon. Uh, well, I had to drop. Yes, yeah, exactly. Why I picked? Uh, well, I have uh, deep sleeper rights to Robbie Anderson, and so if anybody else picks him up, uh, just beware. They, I'll get him at the end, which he's looking to be pretty good. I'm happy about that. Josh Gordon just got reinstated into the NFL, though. Uh, so good for what team? Uh, the Browns. He didn't. So, and they definitely need the wide receiver. He's active to play, I believe, in Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. So. When is Thanksgiving? It is the 24th? 3rd. 23rd. 23rd? No, he's not playing that day. But he does play Detroit after the bye. Oh, well, I mean, that weekend, so. That's what? what I meant. So that would be the 20, what, the, oh, yeah, 19th. Okay. 
Thank whatever, you. whatever. Um, so he could play this season. He could. He could. Uh, I was just watching a little documentary on him, uh, talking about how he's getting back through rehab and stuff. So how little? How little of a doc? Like a five-minute documentary? Or uh, it's a twelve-minute documentary. Oh, why were you watching? That? <laughs> uh, just because right before I had to do something before I was going on to the podcast. Get me ah. get the juices flowing. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, and you well, just picked him up. Yep, and just picked him up. Uh, you know, a little hype train. Got to ride that. Choo choo. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, you know, got a flyer for maybe the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. Good. And a I keeper like for next year. Let's see. We'll see. It's Josh Gordon, man. He was incredible. First and only player to have back to back two hundred. Uh, yard receiving games. I think he had more than that. I think he might have had three. Well, he had two, the first back to back, but he, I think he had another uh, 200 yard plus game. All right. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about the games for this week. Let's, uh, now that Howard's gone, let's give him the honor of talking about him first. And let's see. Oh, wow. He's kind of, oh, I guess they're, they're, uh, Bench isn't set up yet, which kind of makes it unfun to talk about, but he's got Alex Smith and Deshaun Watson. So against Carson Wentz and Drew Brees, that's going to be, this is the QB battle of the week. This is impressive. For sure. Yeah. Carson Wentz, Brees, Brees against Tampa. Watson against Indianapolis. Like, uh, this is, they're all juicy matchups. Yeah. Smith and, well, not Wentz versus Denver. Yeah, but and Alex Smith at Dallas is meh. Okay, um, but maybe they'll both. Well, Alex Smith might have to put up points, so that's that's what's good about Dallas. I think Dak's really good, and I think he's he's going to have more time to show how good he is with Zeke out for the next six weeks. I don't think that's going to help their offense, though. Now it'll be interesting to see what uh, running back emerges out of the backfield, though. Yeah, neither or, one has a kicker yet. Yeah, neither one has a kicker, uh, so can't really. Say too Josh, much. It looks like. I wonder if Josh is going to make some lineup changes here with Wendell Smallwood against Denver, especially after them picking up Jay and Uh Yeah, I don't know. Um, I bet he drops Wendell Smallwood. That would be. I'd and picks so. up his kicker. That looks like. I mean, it's only three points. And yeah, with Ajayi. On there, there's a lot of big trades too. Those, those kind of exciting. One of them, yeah. uh, a lot of people thought was going to happen. T.Y. Hilton, though, he's staying put in Indianapolis. Yeah, he is. I wouldn't have minded if the Bears had gone after him, even for a second rounder. Yeah. Did you hear that the Bengals and the Browns agreed to a trade, but the yeah. Browns didn't submit it in time to the front office? Yeah, that's hilarious. I don't know how accurate that story is, but yeah, I heard that that uh, they were celebrating the trade and forgot to submit until seven minutes after the deadline. Oh God. They're going to get AJ McCarron and trade away a couple picks. Yeah. Uh, I think they were going to trade their second pick, second round pick, which would have meant that Garoppolo and AJ McCarron both would have gone for second round picks. Pro- probably the one and two picks in the second round. Wow. Oh, so uh, any? It's kind of hard to tell right now, but any predictions on this game? Um, I'm kind of liking. I'm liking Howard's lineup a little bit better. I think I don't like Josh's running backs with 
you know, Bell and uh, Gordon out. So I think maybe yeah. Josh is just prepared to kind of lose this one. Maybe he doesn't throw in a kicker. I don't know. Well, that would make no sense. But, no. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Howard too. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, let's move down the line. We got uh, Chubby Rumple Pigskins against GM Sturkey Boys, uh, three and five. Uh, McBroom going to climb out of draft slavery. We'll see. Got Russell Wilson, and uh, he picked up Jacoby Brissett. So, and he's got fresh Jay Ajay. I don't know if I would. Would you be starting Jay Ajay in his first week? In um, against Denver, that's a tough call. Uh, well, he doesn't have another. Oh, I guess he could move around his flex positions. I don't know if Emmanuel Sanders is healthy. I don't know. I think I probably would roll with him. I don't know. I think. That's something I would decide closer to game time. I get more reports out of Philly to see what exactly they expect to do with him this week, even though I'm sure that they won't tell us the truth, uh, but you can maybe get some sort of feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dak Prescott on the other side, your guy. Uh, Travis good. hasn't set his lineup either, but that's... No, not yet. Yeah, Dak and Cam. We'll see if Cam uh, maybe gets into a shootout with Atlanta. I don't know. He's. Uh, I'm hoping that. Well, that that Kelvin Benjamin trade was kind of crazy. Uh, that was one of the big ones too. So going to Buffalo. Yeah, I. I don't think his value goes up or down too much. I no, he's stays the same there. Yeah, I think he's about the same. Uh, I'm kind of excited though, hoping to get Greg Olson back at some point because he'll be Cam's like go-to target. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. He's got some uh, good tight ends on this team. He's got Evan Ingram and Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait just been, you know, really consistent. So I'm happy yeah. that that trades that that's really been working out on his end. Yeah, I would think he's got to get a way to get Ingram in the lineup, but I don't know. I don't know who he would bench. Maybe McCaffrey. I just don't. I think McCaffrey is just a wide receiver. I don't think they're really using him right. Yeah, but the, he gets that PPR like every week. He's yeah. you know, good for a certain amount of points, and I don't know. Travis does need a little punch in his lineup, though. If he's, oh, I guess he's got to got to put a defense in and a kicker or and a running back, and he'll be okay. Yeah, he will be. Uh, I'm sorry, McBroom. I, I think uh, Travis is going to win this one. Um, I think I'm going to go with Broom. I just think, uh, you know what? No, this is a t- this is going to be a close one. I don't know. Oh well, I guess Travis's lineup isn't set, so that's why he's so unfavored. But um, I think I'll go with Travis in this one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next we can talk about uh, you know Mister Face Police versus the police, the faces that he is trying to police, Sabrosito. And oh yeah, big matchup here. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it looks like Vaughn is the favorite right now, but I don't know. A battle of the Atlanta running backs going on. Yeah, for Sean and Tevin Coleman for uh, the face police. Relying on Marlon Mack, that's that's iffy. Yeah, I don't know about that. I heard that 
Well, and Frank Gore was one that was supposedly in talks to get traded somewhere. I think Philly was maybe looking at him, but uh, I might be going with uh, my big my big waiver pickup, Kenyon Drake, over Marlon Mack. Yeah, I think that. I don't know. I think I guess he, he got gets, what he got thirteen. Yeah, he's trending kind of upward. It's hard to rely on Marlon Mack, but he doesn't have very many options. Yeah, and I don't know if they'll be running it very much if they get behind Houston. So we'll see about that. I got to actually consider that in my own lineup. What about Sean? He's got Jordy Nelson. We'll see if uh, Hundley coming after the bye week will have be able to do some production. Yeah, I think that's wishful thinking. I don't know. Jordy's great player. I think he can make it happen. Yeah, I think he, I think he's just more. Obviously, everyone's better with Aaron Rodgers, but. Those who just seem to have a special connection, and they just see it. your hand is rubbing all over your mic. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I I think that Jordy obviously is going to take a hit. I mean, and you can see that in his projected point total. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a close one. I'm going to give it to to the face police though. Yeah, I think uh, I'm actually going Sean here. I'm going to and. I think with the defense, he's got the better defense. I think that uh, – yeah, I think all around. I don't know that Alfred Morris is the right play, but I guess it's hard to start with Garrett Blunt. But, Sean, giving you giving you the lock of the week, the deadly lock of the week, Sean. Ooh, that's a big one. I was thinking about making Vaughn my lock. We'll, go, we'll, we'll move on, though. I, I've got a couple ideas. All right. We, we might have to circle back for my lock of the week, but let's go uh, – you want to talk about my matchup with Brett? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Brett uh, is just uh, not even projecting over 100 points yet, but that's because he needs to set his lineup. Do that, Brett. You've got 100.12. I need to set my lineup, too. I gotta, I've, I'm hit on buys heavy this week. Hello? Yep, yep, yep. I'm just sort of reading him over. Yeah, so is he. I mean, his defense and his... Tight end, so those are positions you got to replace. You know, it's not like you can swap somebody else in. Yeah, and he's got Antonio Brown on by, which is big for me. Yeah, it's looking pretty good for you. And you got he's got two kickers rostered. <laughs> God knows why. <laughs> Just drop one. Oh my God, who else does he have rostered? Nick Novak. Oh my God, Brett. I think he might be leaving for his honeymoon sooner. Maybe. Do you have any idea? So I don't know how well he's going to be paying attention in the next couple of weeks. I'm certainly not going to remind him this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can. I wouldn't fault you for that. Uh, but Brett, come on! I'm going to shout it through the podcast at least. Set your lineup for God's sake. Drop one of your kickers. Yeah, he's got to get his shit together a little bit here. Come on. Uh, what What are you going to do about your your guys? You haven't swapped anybody in. I know you're going through by by week hell too. Are you going to? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll I'll be putting Los Angeles into my uh, defense spot and dropping Miami. Looks like I'll have to pick up a running back. Maybe I'll do that now before anybody listens to this and steals anyone. But there, I, I looked at it right before I hopped on here, and it's not a great market for running backs out there. Uh, no, it's not. So I'll, I'll leave you to pick your own poison there. Uh, I got a couple ideas, but you know I'll save those for next week. I'm not going to give you any pointers. Yeah? What do you think? Why not? I'm not playing you. <laughs> Uh, because, uh, uh, yeah. I go uh, with the other Miami running back. 
Oh, David, damn it. David okay. Fine, you read my mind. There you go. I'll, I'll tell you that. That's who I was thinking. That, I oh, think yeah? That, yeah, I mean, it's a flyer, but uh, you don't know. They're going to be dumping them off a lot. So, Yeah, who's starting at quarterback this week, I wonder? I think Cutler again? I think he is, actually. I think he, they're going to put a bunch of like padding or whatever on him. <laughs> Just like the kid in Little Giants? <laughs> exactly. Just wrap him up and tape him up. And they'll give him a cigarette if he's a good boy. Yeah. Well, he'll be a good boy. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, but Pete, I, I think he can win this one. I think you need to take him down. Yeah, I think I can do it. Uh, but it, we're both really hurt by bye weeks. So, glad I'm not playing a, a powerhouse. Although, Brett is one of those, Brett and, Brett and Bleth are just weird roller coaster teams where they could go off or just fall flat. Yeah, they have a couple of guys that will just blow up week to week. I mean, Doug Baldwin could, um, you know, Matt Ryan could, and Ted Ginn, any of those really, you just – a couple big plays and it, it sets you up, and all of them are capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I think I might have to add that Williams guy because it's brutal out there. Well, everybody check the check the fantasy free agents and see if Pete, Pete did just that. We shall see. All right, so last game to talk about for the week. Uh, and if you didn't catch that, Pete, I'm giving you the win. I think you're going to get that one. I think I will too. Uh, is me versus Mother Boy, uh, seventh versus eighth place, uh, just uh, at the bottom of the four and fours here. And well, yeah, we're pretty, but you can jump up. Yeah, we're pretty even, evenly matched here. Um, yeah, uh, I was originally starting Robbie Anderson, and then I dropped him for Josh Gordon, as forementioned. So we'll see if that comes back and bites me in the ass. Uh, starting Orleans Darkwa for the first time. Um, we'll see how that goes. A lot of a lot of iffy things here, but I'm hoping for some of my consistency out of McCoy and Crabtree and Cousins, and then I can take some some shots with some of these other guys. Yeah, you should get it out of McCoy. Um... He's just he's very consistent. Oh, and that's a Thursday night game. Always always fun to have a guy on Thursday night. It is. At least there's something to watch. Uh yeah, and Kirk against Seattle, that could be tough, but nothing oh, uh Leka's got the Monday night quarterback matchup. Oh yeah. Well, and I'll be watching that game, so actually Depending on where I'm at, I probably won't even look at my fantasy because he's got Aaron Jones. He's got everybody. I, I'll know basically how the game by the game is going anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going to enjoy that and see see how the boys are doing. Getting back on Monday night. Very even matchup here. Um, I'm, I, I could go with old reliable Frank Gore, but, you know, he's always got a nice floor. And Mohamed Sanu did some well for me, but I don't know. Maybe just throw Josh Gordon in there as a boat of confidence for him. Say, hey, I'm happy that you're back, buddy. Him and Teddy Bridgewater. Wow, I, I can't say go for it. Can't say that. So uh, I, think I think I can win this one. I think, I, I think I'm going to climb up and – well, and it is the slimmest margin of victory, I believe, this week. So maybe, maybe if I win it, it'll be the, the slimmest win. Maybe this will be the game that it comes down to. The projections are just dead on, and it's – only a three-point game. Yeah, it's right on there. Not even. It's it's barely a two-point game. Yeah, barely two. Projections. So 
Yeah, I think you. I think you eke this one out. Um, but I'm not going to make that my lock of the week either. Uh, I'm going to go with the face police over Sapresito. All right. Well, uh, just to update lock everybody, it lock it. I got that in, and I've got Sean as my lock of the week. Uh, last week, I picked Travis to win, and he did. He did win. So that brought me to three and three. And Pete, you picked Brett to win last week, and he did not. You picked oh, him over me. So Brett. that drops you to three and three. So we were tied for the season. So Ooh. it's just uh, parallels all around. Yeah, I think I started off three and oh, so. I should, I should start making uh, Sean my lock of the week so that he loses. <laughs> um, all right, well, should we uh, ask Josh some Iowa questions? Oh, yes, yeah, so we definitely have some questions for Josh. Uh, yeah, do you, do you want to kick it off? or? Sure. Um, all right, Josh, well, uh, first let's, uh, let's get a recap of the W over Minnesota. What do you think about that? What's up, Manly Men and Shankar? How are you guys doing? So I'm back. This week's installment of Iowa Hawkeye Football. Um, this usually comes at the end of the podcast, uh, so I really hope we all enjoyed a good long hour debate of how many quarterbacks we're allowed to have in this league. Uh, I know that I, I just loved loved getting all of those text messages while I'm trying to work, and my phone phone would not stop vibrating. So this really hopefully got some some good, well deserved debate on. Pete Higgins, fourth quarterback. It was let's uh, dive into the questions because I didn't watch the game. Based on the score, 17-10, it was another boring game. It's like third three of the last four Iowa games have been 17-10. At least this this time we finally won. Um, so I'll hop right into the questions. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well said. The recap. I, I know it was an exciting game, but uh, that recap really made me feel like I was there. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. That was invigorating. Um, and it's just, it's nice to get, uh, your perspective on that, even though you weren't there this week. Was that game in Iowa city? Uh, it was, it was, we're all, we're not there. We're dancing our, our little shoes, our little feet's off. It's in our keisters. Um, all right. Well now for our questions, uh, first they play Ohio state this week and would a win this weekend make up for the other losses or in other words, would you consider the season a success if the Hawkeyes can beat the Buckeyes in Iowa City this weekend? Ready, go. Question one. Uh, win this week would would make up, well, would mean a lot. Beating Ohio State is awesome. Well, it's obviously always a good good thing. Be kind of an enigma of a season because there's basic rules of, of Iowa football. If you beat Ohio State, you're good and it's a good season. If you lose to Northwestern, you suck and it's a bad season. So to have both of those in a three-week span uh, would really confuse me, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if it was a good or bad season. It, it would be a lot of fun because my brother-in-law, Big Head Todd, who's an Ohio State fan, is coming down to the game, and it would be nice to rub it in his face. So, yeah, it would be a success. We'll go with that. Okay. All yeah. right. I hope that happens, too. Well, uh, Ohio State. Fuck them. Yeah, Josh, I have to apologize. I, I kind of messed up the audio on your, your response last week, so we didn't really get to hear it. But uh, 
you know, what about Kirk Ferentz? Uh, what, what's the fans' general attitude towards him? And um, if he's gone, who would be an ideal replacement? Who would you want? And I don't know, who do you think might, might be there? And just Take to add, add on that, uh, ideal replacement, probably. I mean, are you guys having little wet dreams about Bob Stoops coming back to Iowa City? What do you think? Question two. Uh, this is back to last week's question about Kirk and whether Iowa fans like him. Uh, ben, over, I can record it over that. Uh, so I'll go back to what I said last week. And yes, we are we're fans. In general, the Iowa census, uh, Central Iowa census is pro-Kirk. And as I said uh, last week, I think the metaphor I use is he's a nice comfy pair of sweatpants. Feels good. You like to wear them around the house. You know, there might be like a sexy new pair of pants you can try on. Uh, some hip huggers. Or I don't know what, what kids are wearing these days. Some nice skinny jeans for you, uh, for all of you uh, Chicago folk. But uh, for us people in Iowa, that might not fit. It might not be uh, comfortable. It's not who we are. And we're just, we're better off wearing our sweatpants being in the top half of the Big Ten West almost every year with an occasional solid season every five years. So I think we're, we're good. We're still pro-Kirk. He's not going anywhere anyways. So you might as well like him because we're stuck with him. And we're getting another fairness after this. Uh, Brian will be taking over probably. So we'll have 17 more years of, of this as an Iowa football fan. You uh, also asked about Bob Stoops. And if we are still having wet dreams about Bob Stoops, uh, I was grown out of their adolescence Bob Stoops phase where we're, we're no longer uh, jizzing ourselves at night thinking about him and thinking about how he got away. Uh, that time has passed. I think Bob Stoops kind of fell off the – he lost his big game Bob kind of uh, figure towards the end of his career. So we're, we're okay to move on from that. Okay. Mm. It's a, yep. it's a hard reality, hard reality. It is, but uh, some bold bold ideas there, yeah. revolutionary. Lots of boldness, lots of boldness from Josh this week and every week. That's why we bring him back. Appreciate it, love it. Well, Pete's got one last question for Final you. Final question here. Um, so, our Hawkeyes, we're known for tight ends, offensive linemen, white linebackers named Josie Jewell and Chad Greenway, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some of those guys make it early into the draft. Occasionally we, we pop in a running back in the second-ish round or so, get some linebacker, lineman, Brandon Scherf, Schreff, however you say his name. Seems like every five years or so there's an Iowa lineman going in the top ten. But uh, what about skill position? Uh, do you think Iowa uh, could ever land a top ten skill player like a, a Saquon Barkley? Like why or why not? And I, I don't mean – like an all Big Ten player, like the like Love Seat Green, um, like a Heis- like a Heisman caliber player, and and somebody that's like a top draft pick potential guy. So like I sent Nauman Brad Banks. I think Brad Banks was a Heisman finalist. Um, Drew Tate might have been getting some Heisman buzz, but those guys were never really considered NFL prospects. Uh, is there is there a skill position guy? So. I guess even tight end, but not tight end, never go that high. But do you think that Iowa could has the ability to recruit somebody like a Saquon Barkley or, or a skill guy that 
is a Heisman possibility or even just a a top ten skill position player, top fifteen even in the in the NFL eyes of the NFL. Uh, take it away, Josh. Question three: Do you think I would ever land a skill player like Barkley? Um, yes, I do think we can land a, a skill player by Barkley. It would be on accident, by. It wouldn't be like a big time player that everyone was going after. It'd be someone we lucked into. If you just look at the last couple like running backs, obviously Ezekiel Elliott was from Ohio State, a big recruit. But before that, David Johnson came out of UNI. Uh, Kareem Hunt was out of like Toledo. So there's there's uh, players out there for people like Iowa to go after. Uh, it's just not going to be like one of the. Reggie Bush all recruit that Iowa can take from the likes of Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. But uh, I think we could potentially luck into one someday. Probably not, but it could happen. Uh, and then as for this week's game, I, I think the spread's up to 18. I'm putting my money on the Hawks to cover. And I saw a tweet from Chris Hassel who said, is the last 10 years, or maybe his current career, probably something like the last 10 years, the last five times they've played a top five team, including Penn State this year, Iowa's three and two. So they've won more than they've lost, and they've covered the spread in all five games. I'm going to go with Hawks keeping it within 18. I don't know if they could pull it out, but I think they'll keep it. Under that, so uh, put all of your all of your money on the Hawks covering the spread. Throw it in a parlay. As for me, I'm very excited. It's I have to miss a Purdue game. My last tailgate of the year. The last season we have uh, our big tickets, our awesome ninth row fifty yard line tickets. Those are going away. My in laws are losing them next year, so we're doing it big. I'm talking getting up at six a.m. and we're doing breakfast burritos in the morning keeping the grill going for lunch big time tailgate if anyone's in iowa city come on over and go hawks okay i was kind of thinking the same thing uh you got to hope for one but who knows who knows the recruiting landscape is kind of crazy and i think a lot of people from florida don't even know where iowa is so it might be hard yeah but it's a great school beautiful campus and Hopefully they can they can land one of those guys someday. Yeah, well, it, I don't know if you know this, Pete, but it's the state of Florida that's trying to recruit Iowans. Actually, uh, oh yeah, there's murmurs that well, not not our beloved Iowans, but those who live in Lames, uh, their head coach uh, apparently Florida University of Florida is trying to get him. Oh, after that yeah. that big win, so uh, it yeah, hurts. Yeah, um, who did they lose to the side? Besides Iowa, uh, they lost another game. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe Texas. Maybe Texas. I don't know. But wow, I mean, definitely didn't see this coming out of Iowa State. Yeah. Well, at least Iowa won. At least they'll have. At least we have those bragging rights, and especially we, you guys that live there. Yep, we need those. We really do. It's it all especially any- especially this year because that would be. I imagine that would be unbearable if. Uh, Iowa had lost that. That was an overtime game, right? Yeah. And had Iowa lost that, and then Iowa State is now – Iowa State would be firmly in the top ten if they had beat Iowa. Yeah. I think – what, are they just outside it right now? 
Uh, I don't know what they moved up to. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, they lost an overtime game, so it it could have very well been the other way around. Yeah. And the, Iowa had a big comeback there at the end, I think. Uh, yep. Well, not a huge, like, comeback, but a, a big play. I think Akram Wadley uh, had a long touchdown reception in the closing minutes to put it into overtime or something like that. So – Good, good thing that Iowa won that game, and maybe they could, uh, they could beat the Buckeyes this weekend. That'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I know there's some some Des Moines folk coming up from, so I'm pretty excited, hoping to meet up with them, uh, see some people from Exile, see a, a Jack Connolly, and uh, oh, Jack. maybe a couple nominees. So I uh, hope to see you guys. And uh, well, it's been an informative podcast. I feel like I've grown a little bit throughout this one, and uh, learned. Yeah, we all have. We're all better people. We we are, and uh, well, let's let's keep working towards simplifying things and uh, making this league more more fun. As Dad came in to tell us, so Granddaddy Howard, thank you. Hey. Thanks for joining, Howard. Uh, if if you're listening and you've made it this far, no, he was, definitely is not listening no, at this point. Not a hundred percent, not. But it was nice to have him on there, uh, and, and we've got a verbal agreement from him. So, Howard, if you are listening, I really like your Matt Lauer haircut. So, good work. <laughs> so. All right. Well, love you, Ben. Love you guys. We love you guys. Love you, Howard. Love you, Pete. Tune in next week. All right. Adios.